0: This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. On my show, I talk about everything from my past life as a fashion model for over a decade or my path to getting sober, where I currently have over 836 days dry, as well as my unlikely journey into the world of competitive running, where I run fast and far all around here in New York City. On today's episode, I'm speaking to the ladies out there and oddly, some men who seem more curious about this topic than I would have anticipated, to bring you guys up to speed about my story surrounding amenorrhea, or the loss of a menstrual cycle, and basically how I've been navigating that. But before I get into some major breakthroughs with my amenorrhea... I want to put out my standard disclaimer that the Lucy Beatrix podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. This is not medical advice, nor is it meant to diagnose or treat any mentioned conditions, so seek advice from a qualified physician or healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. I'm just a chick who likes to run talking about my life, so keep that in mind as you navigate your own well-being. Anyway, on to the show. Welcome back to the show. Uh, On this episode, I'm going to be talking about updates surrounding my amenorrhea, and I have some big news surrounding this whole situation. Basically, amenorrhea is a long, fancy word for the loss of a menstrual cycle for more than three consecutive cycles. So if you lose your period three times in a row, you have amenorrhea. And I talk about in the last episode how I had lost my period for most of my 20s for various reasons and didn't really think that hard about it. I kind of just lived my life as if nothing was really wrong. I was just oblivious to the fact that no, I wasn't getting my period and that was something that I should be getting. It's a great way to know if your body is working and firing off on all cylinders and you're meeting all of your nutritional needs. But um, I kind of turned a blind eye to it for a long time. But then in my late 20s, I bunkered down and was like, no, I want to get my period back. And I did. But then, uh, as you may know if you listened to the last episode about this, uh, I lost my period again. So I was a little defeated and a little deflated. And I figured I would depict the story surrounding getting it back. And guess what? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably already know. I got my period. I got it yesterday. So, uh, you know, I thought this series was going to go a lot longer than two little episodes. But it, um, I mean, that's, it's a good thing. It just, I didn't realize I was going to get it after five missed cycles. I I missed it and I was getting kind of nervous that it was going to go back to how it was when I was in my 20s. But I want to talk about... What I did to flip the switch and get my period back sooner than later, because as you know, I'm 32 and um, it was really important to me as soon as I lost it to make sure that I got back on track and got it back, especially as an athlete, as a strong human. I just wanted to get my period back and I did. So we're going to talk about that. Um, So yeah, basically in that episode that I talk about my path of menorrhea and how I spent most of my 20s with this condition, I used to just turn a blind eye and think, okay, well, I don't get my period. That's okay. Who cares? I'll deal with this when I'm older. It's fine. It's fine. And obviously, if you know my story, you know that I was also struggling with alcoholism for most of my 20s. I basically subsisted on Red wine uh, and very little nutrition, just mostly all of my caloric intake. I'd say a vast majority, over 75% of my caloric intake came from alcohol. And I think that that had a lot to do with why I wasn't getting my period. And uh, I think I just wasn't getting enough nutrition in general, not even just a specific macro or micronutrient, but just I wasn't getting enough fuel And the quality of the fuel was obviously not good because it was coming from wine. Um, So anyway, so when I had gotten my period back the first time around in my late 20s, I think I I chalked it up to a lot of different things. I started eating a different, more variety of food. I was in a different kind of a relationship that felt more stable. My life wasn't as dependent on my appearance as a full-time model. I was kind of phasing out of the modeling thing as my full-time thing. And sure enough, when my period came back, I was elated. I was so happy. And I went back and I looked at all the things that I had written about and talked about when I got it back that first time after so long without having it. And I kind of re-dug all that stuff up when I lost my period again this past year. And I thought, okay, what am I doing differently that would have caused for it to go away? And when I made this episode about my menorrhea journey, um, a lot of you guys reached out a few weeks ago and some of you said, oh, it has to do with the mileage of like how I was running. Oddly, um, my mileage was a lot higher when I was getting my period pretty regularly. I was running 80 something mile weeks um, and even all throughout my training for my marathon a few years ago. Uh, when I was running 85 mile weeks, I was getting my period. And I even talk about how some of my biggest running PRs of running a pretty high mileage, I was always getting my period. And if not, I was getting it on race day or like the day that I was doing these amazing time trials. Like I would be on my period that day. So I kind of thought that was pretty cool. And I still think it's cool. And I like, I love that. Like if I have my ter- period on a race, I think that's a pretty badass thing. And I kind of like own it. Because I think of periods as this amazing check mark, biomarker check mark that says you are meeting all of your nutritional needs, you are healthy, and it's not the end-all be-all of like everything clean bill of health perfect, but it's a pretty good indicator to me. So um, that's why I, you know, I really wanted it back for a lot of different reasons, but not because I'm like, you know, I, I, I wanted it back just because it helped me have a little bit peace of mind as I amp up my training to get ready to go into my marathon this fall. And just in general, like I was starting to feel kind of weary thinking, well, I don't want to start running harder um, than I am if I'm not getting my period. Like something is not right. Like what's going on here, you know? So I wanted to get to the bottom of it. And I mentioned in the episode last time that I talked about menorrhea that I was on my way to the doctor the next day. I decided to go to the gynecologist and I hadn't been to a gynecologist in a very, very long time. So I went, I went to a gynecologist that I hadn't seen since, I mean, it had been a long time since I had seen him. He did all the things, the tests and stuff. But before I get into the actual appointment, I want to talk about something really interesting that happened in the waiting room. So I was sitting there in the waiting room and you know how like doctors have appointments with people who are selling them medications to like push on their, I think I don't know what those people are called, lobbyists? No, not lobbyists. It's like the pharmaceutical company comes and they say, hey, to the doctor, sell this stuff that we are pushing out there. And, uh, you know, there was this woman sitting in the lobby. She wasn't waiting for an appointment. She was one of those people who was had a product she was selling. And I, you know, I was eavesdropping and I didn't know exactly what she was all about. and But I heard her talking about um, this new plant-based birth control. Yes, plant-based birth control. So it's a birth control that's a little bit more on the natural side. And it basically was talking about this plant-based birth control that like is derived from plant estrogens, I think. I mean, don't quote me. I think this is what it was. And... How there are certain foods that are higher in certain hormones that um, can actually be birth control. And I was thinking about it and I was like, huh, what, what would that be made out of? And I actually asked her, I was like, hey, uh, just curious, what is your plant-based birth control, like the thing that would make someone not be able to get pregnant, what is it made out of? And she said that's like some proprietary secret thing. But then I was thinking about what I eat all day, every day, and that is tofu and a quick old Google search. And this is all like, I mean, don't, don't mark me down as like some scientist coming up with some anything right here. This is me just thinking out loud. But I was like, I wonder if the tofu that I eat copious amounts of is like acting like a birth control and like preventing me from releasing whatever hormone or like, you know, putting out a lot of, I know, I know tofu and estrogen have a lot of connections and so I was kind of getting curious, like my wheels started spinning. and I was like, I wonder if I'm just eating so much tofu alone as my main protein and if that's like preventing me from getting a period. And it's just like kind of clicked. I thought, huh, maybe this is just a sign to like diversify. If anything, maybe it's not the tofu. It can't be like, oh, tofu is preventing me from getting my period. But maybe I needed to diversify my protein a little bit. And now I'm not going to cut tofu out completely, but I was like thinking there in the doctor's office before I even saw the doctor, I was like, well, maybe I'll just like experiment a little bit with like having a little bit more diversity in case something like tofu would prevent me from getting my period if I ate like as much of it as I do. And I eat a lot of it. I eat a lot of tofu. So anyway, that was an interesting little um, side note, caveat. And so then I go into the appointment. And I talk to the doctor and tell him I'm missing my period and he does the standard stuff like pap smear, all that crazy stuff, the ultrasound in my stomach. And, you know, honestly, I was like for a second and I like joked about this last time. I was like, you know, I'm not pregnant because I'd be if I was pregnant, I'd be having the Lord's baby. But because like, you know, wasn't active. But I was thinking like, what if I'm pregnant? Like, holy crap. What if I'm just pregnant? And that's why I'm not getting my period. But that wasn't the case like confirmed confirmed that at the doctor's office but then um he weighed me and um he was like oh you know it it could it could be as simple as your weight is just low and I was like yeah 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 like that's I hear that a lot but at the same time I've got my period at this and lower weights like I've gotten my period when I was very low so I'm thinking like I don't know about that though like is it the weight and like sure it's like something to think about and so I, you know, I took that as like, okay, he's telling me this piece of information and I should think about that. And then um, he suggested some other stuff. I brought up the soy thing. I was like, do you think it's from eating way too much tofu? Because of like, you know, could there be the estrogen thing? And he was like, eh, like, you know, not, nah. he wasn't, he wasn't totally sold on that idea, but it, like, you know, I don't, I, he didn't say absolutely not, but I also don't think he realizes how much soy I was eating how much tofu I eat um but anyway so you know all the standard doctory stuff he took my blood work all that stuff and so he said he looked at everything and he was like well you've got all the eggs like you've got eggs there he's like looking at them with the ultrasound and he was just saying like you everything looks good like ready to go And I was like, well, that's nice, but why then why am I not getting my period? Like, why isn't it coming then? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) So he said that the blood work would maybe reveal some insight about my hormones. Because like, who knows, maybe some hormones not firing off properly. We don't know. And so I got the blood work back and he goes, yep, everything's normal. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear, I want to hear exact things. I want to hear your pro-estrogen, blah, 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 like all that stuff is off and we need a supplement with this and you need to do that. And uh, he just said everything was normal. And so I was like, well, that's not helpful at all because, I mean, at the same time, I really, really like this doctor a lot. I think he's a great, great, great gynecologist. And so, but he, he kind of was just like, well, you know. It's for, – for whatever reason, it just, like, wasn't showing why I'm, I have amenorrhea. And so that just said to me, like, okay, keep doing the different strategies I have of, like, investigating this from the inside out holistically and thinking about what I can change food-wise, maybe, like, training, you know. But at the same time um, – you know, I'm going to do what I can do, but then I'm also not going to let this like completely consume and rule my life. And I want to know the things that I can do. Like, so, you know, what I ended up doing was I started eating just a little less tofu and then supplemented the protein with some other things. So I had more nuts instead, or I had different kinds of protein, like, like beans and legumes and, um, just started playing around with other things that not just having all of my protein come from tofu. And so maybe, you know, instead of having a block uh, two blocks a day, I was having like a block and a half or a block minor, minor tweak. But then um I also decided to just start treating myself more to and this is going to make everyone so excited but like chocolate like every time i had a chocolate craving i just like ate a bar of chocolate like const- i just like constantly was eating chocolate and like yes i've always liked chocolate and i've always incorporated jo- chocolate into my daily life i eat a lot of chocolate but i'm talking like i just started eating like a bar of chocolate a day <laughs> Like a whole bar and i just was like you know what i kind of just feel like this is the time now or never eat the chocolate i'm craving it and uh fast forward and last night literally i'm at the bodega and i'm looking at the different chocolate selection and i'm thinking which chocolate should i have and i get this one madagascar dark chocolate it's like 80 percent dark chocolate Eat the whole bar on the way back to my apartment and I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I got my period. So holy crap. It, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it just like something about this in- intuition of telling myself to like maybe eat a le- little less soy and eat a lot more chocolate like really worked. <laughs> like, yeah, it just seems very anticlimactic actually to be like, okay, we've got, missed my period, drama, like is she ever going to get it back? And like she has a marathon to train for and how is she going to navigate this? And will she ever have children and blah, blah, blah. But then something inside of me just said eat chocolate and I did and I got my period. And I know it's not that simple for a lot of women and I shouldn't, um, I shouldn't act like that's the end all be all, but I think it's quite interesting. It all kind of goes back to this whole thing of listen to your body, like really listen to it. And I know that it was important for me to tune in and think what can I do differently how can I nip this in the butt before it gets too serious? How can I start getting this, um, you know, get this thing back? And I really went aggressively at it. Like I really was like, I want to I get this back and I did. But um, I also think that there's something else I should mention. And much like when I got my period back when I was in my late 20s, I was in this very stable, loving, nurturing, good, happy, healthy relationship. And I don't know if it's a coincidence, don't know if it's a coincidence that the second that I actually kind of meet someone and have a thing start and, you know, my body's maybe releasing certain hormones, um, I don't know if it's related, but it just so happens that I did just start dating someone new. And so who knows? Maybe my body woke up a little bit and was like, hey, I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to put too much pressure on that person to think that they're the reason that it came back. But I do think it's kind of... Interesting. Funny coincidence. So that's all I have to say about my amenorrhea journey. Um, As of right now, this chapter is closed or this story is for the most part over. Hopefully I just continue to get my cycle every 27 or 28 days. And we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted as much as I know you guys really want to know every second of my my ovulation and menstruation cycle sorry not sorry i don't know i find this stuff really fascinating so hit me up on instagram if you want to talk about this more i'm at lucy beatrix l-u-c-i-e-b-e-a-t-r-i-x thanks for coming along for this ride and let me know what you think until next time just be fast just eat all the chocolate